Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, crafting, creativity, and life in a northern town. You'll find show notes at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. You can leave a comment. You can sign up for my patron site. You can purchase a virtual cup of coffee or even sign up for the newsletter. Come back weekly and we'll chat. My name is Vicki and welcome to the podcast. Good morning. It is June 5th. The sun is streaming in through the windows this morning. I just had my hot cup of coffee and I am so excited that it is Friday. I'm looking forward to a nice pleasant weekend and hopefully we will continue to plug away at getting things done here at the house. What we have been doing is just, you know, usual house maintenance and yard work and all of the things that you put off and when you're home all the time <laughs> you got nothing but time to do it right all of the highland game festivals have been canceled for the summer except for maybe one um i'm not going i i can tell you that right now i i canceled a dentist appointment this week because they just were opened for dental cleanings this week and i told them i'm sorry I'm just not ready. I mean, I'm, I'm going to go from seeing nobody and not um, going to stores and being basically locked down to going and having a dental cleaning. Uh, no, even though they're taking precautions, I'm not ready for that yet. Try again in August when I have my appointment rescheduled. And if I'm not ready to go then, I might cancel too. Um, there's nothing pressing with my dental needs. So we've been just doing projects around the house. Um, when you're home and taking a few nature rides here and there, uh, but we're home quite a bit. And so we've been knocking out those projects that we have really been putting off. You know, we did some maintenance on the garage with a long-term plan by the fall winter to have a home gym in the garage so there's been a lot of time that my husband has spent out there organizing cleaning um, making a couple of little upgrades that needed to be done to prepare for a home gym and the garage has not been a place where he typically would hang out uh, we never parked our car in there because it had a big snow blower and all the stuff so it's going to be nice when it's done and i'm hoping to maybe eventually have some sort of um, cardio space, you know, for a, some sort of a bike or elliptical trainer or something. But that's not top priority because to be honest, my hip bothers me enough. Um, and when I use those, sometimes it aggravates it. But that's my thought for something in the winter. So the garden is overnight sprung up. We have irises blooming and a few of the early hybrid daylilies, the yellow ones that bloom. Um, we went from no leaves on the trees and cold and snow to the second half of May being above normal temperature 
and um, here we are going into June. Uh, it's going to be pretty much normal temperatures. Everything is green, and I'm excited. We have a lot of work to do on the garden, but the neighbors on the property line still haven't finished their part, and I'm leery because I get up this morning to check on some succulents that I put outside. They weren't doing very well, so I moved them right by the back door. The end, it's the entrance of the house. And I found a business card of the head man and it says, call me. So the funny thing about this is, is that we've lived here for 19 years and we've always had an electronic doorbell. But for the last few years, no matter what doorbell we put out there, it doesn't work. So last week, um, our goal was to buy a ring doorbell, which we did. And we've synced it all up to our phone. And then my husband's worked, you know, 12 hours a day since. So installing it is on the plan. So this guy just, we've told him that the doorbell doesn't work. Um, he won't call people because he's 80 years old and can't hear on the phone. So he shoves these business cards in the door. And then I don't, we don't know that he's here. I can't hear that anyone's in the driveway um, now I'm worried. What does this mean? I don't know. It just, it, they need to be done with their part so I can get done with my part, which is going to be asking my husband to help move plants and landscape the property line. Now we have pretty much, I think, decided that all the trees on the property line are gone and it's wide open. Don't like it. So we're going to build a landscaped berm through the back like it was and we have picked out some they're called pyramid shaped arborvitae yeah we told the neighbor that we are replanting with cedars just like they were there before but they were very large and overgrown and broken off and actually some a lot of them were not doing well so that's what we're going to do I'm not sure that he's too happy about that because he likes everything wide open and nothing on the ground. And that's not how our garden is. So the thing about our garden is that, yes, you know, I like fairy gardens and that also that part, the boxes they're in need to be re redone with probably like paving stones and we're going to reconfigure the yard and garden a little bit because we have this new Kubota tractor. It's a, you know, I call it a tractor. It's a garden tractor. Uh, it's a pretty good size. It has a, f you know, a five foot mowing deck and a five foot snowblower on the front. I have not tried to drive it yet. I'm not ready. I don't think I, I have enough skill to, to manipulate it around the house <laughs> and mow the lawn. But my husband, he doesn't mind doing that. Um, so we need to have our pathways through the garden and fairy garden wide enough for the lawnmower so it's not hitting anything important or breaking the lawnmower. And I have all of these ideas of reconfiguring and we have the new bird bath with the solar fountain inside and the birds love it. And I just always wanted a nature garden. So I think I'm going to spend the 20 bucks or maybe more when we're done and I'm going to have it certified as a um, National um, Wildlife Federation friendly garden. You can get a little sign for it. But I've been really going through the checklist and being serious about what I want to do to make this a habitat friendly 
garden. It's also going to be of a cottage style garden with whimsy and fairies and, you know, whimsy and fairies. And, you know, it's not everybody's cup of tea. And I do get flack from a couple of people periodically throughout the year, especially um, neighbors about they don't appreciate my garden. And I usually say, then don't look at it. And I don't appreciate their yard either because my neighbor next door must have I mean, I feel bad for the guy. He's nice enough, and he's the one that bought the cherry tree to try to, it's a, it's a weeping, I mean, a ornamental crab. But he's outside all the time, which is good for him, but he's he has a disability of some sort. But he will, he's the one that shovels the snow every day down to the concrete, and it's scrape, 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 scrape. And in the spring, he has raked his yard so much in the back that he scraped all the grass off the top and it's just a big dirt pile where the dogs come out and there's just a few little stubbles of green coming up and I'm like oh just just let it let it be a little bit let the plants grow (laughs) poor guy I just feel bad for him that doing the yard work becomes that hard for him so we're, that's where we're at with the garden project. Um, I'm wondering what the business card is that he's stuck in the door is all about because they have not come to finish, which is grinding the stumps out and hauling more black dirt in. And the soap opera continues. What's happening on the property line? Tune in next time to find out, did they grind the stumps? Or will Vicky have to do something crazy? <laughs> so overall, getting to the point where I'm going a little squirrely, staying at home all the time. I'm working from home still. And I, for the first time yesterday, I want you to be proud of me because of my anxiety and getting back to society. One of my coworkers, I met her in the driveway. We stayed six feet apart. And I gave her a couple of things that were from my mother-in-law's effects that were in the back of my car. One was a rocking chair and some curtain rods and an old, you know, it's a lunchbox we didn't need anymore. I was like so excited to see someone I knew. And we chatted for a couple of minutes and caught up. Six feet apart, it was all right. I did okay. And then I had another friend stop by and drop off a baby quilt. Now, we both wore masks and were six feet apart. And she came in the house in in the doorway to drop, drop off the quilt. And we chatted through masks. That was harder. I couldn't breathe as well and talk. And I'm realizing that I got a lot to learn about wearing masks for a long time. Because I usually pop one on for a few minutes and then take it off. And it's going to be more part of my life when I go back to work. And talking through it was a little more difficult. And I really depend on um, more than I realize on lip reading because my hearing isn't the greatest. And I also have um, problems reading people's faces, which I spend a lot of my job doing reading nonverbal cues from people. And so it made it a little weird and uncomfortable, but I knew this is a very 
um, dear friend. And so we worked it out. But I'm like, well, this is this could be a barrier to work, correct? I mean, for people who are working with masks, it can be a barrier. And I'm sure I have a lot to learn about communicating with people with a mask on. It'll get better. So I'm transitioning from being at home all the time and not going anywhere to yesterday at three o'clock, I realized I haven't driven my car in weeks. Now, my husband started it several times and moved it about the driveway to get some projects done. And I'm like, it's a beautiful day. The house feels very small. Work was slow. And I took a break and I went and drove, I don't know, 15 miles around town because I haven't driven in so long. You ever get that feeling like, oh my gosh, I haven't driven in so long. I need practice. And it was a mid-afternoon on a Thursday, so traffic wasn't too bad. Tourists are starting to come in town again. They're camping. And I did it. I was very proud of myself because I did it. I drove around town. I was able to negotiate traffic, heavy, heavy traffic. We have I-75 that cuts through Gaylord and I negotiated all of that and the stops, lights. I drove past the, the stores and saw that they were crowded and people were out and about and people um, we're living their lives. I drove by the dentist office to see how they were handling things. And then I drove around the back roads on the way and came home. I was going to go to Starbucks, but that was the only business in town that had about 10 cars in, <laughs> in the drive through I mean, McDonald's didn't have anybody. It's three in the afternoon. Uh, even KFC, that place has usually got 15 or 20 people in the um, drive through, but since they've opened the lobbies to a limited capacity, the drive throughs have been a little bit less busy, except for Starbucks. And I'm not even a huge Starbucks fan, but I was thinking, well, maybe I'll drive through and get a cup of tea and go on a little drive. No, not with that many cars. And I bought some beautiful tea from Amazon. So I want to talk about internet shopping. So I've not been a big internet shopper. I usually do for Christmas or something special, but we got Amazon Prime last year. I know we're really late to the party on this, aren't we? We got the Prime and since COVID, we've been ordering more, of course, because we're trying to not go to the store as much. But the other part is there's lots of things that you can't buy at the store for a long time. And I have discovered the wonders of impulse shopping online. Oh, I know. I know. What what has stopped me? Well, what stopped me before is that um, being cheap and frugal, there's a difference between frugal and cheap. And I've talked about that in earlier podcasts. But, you know, I'm usually a very frugal person and I hate paying shipping and handling. Well, the other part is cheap. I have a, a certain certain things that I have not been able to replace well. So let's start with why was I cheap? I have some old pillows on my bed and I've tried to have a couple of cheap versions at Ikea and they're terrible and they give me problems with my neck and headaches. And what I have is a micro bead filled pillow that I love and it's I've had it a long time. And I finally decided that enough is enough I was going to replace those this week and I didn't care 
um, where I bought it. So I shopped around and I realized I had a Kohl's credit card that's paid off recently. And I'm like, hmm, maybe Kohl's will have some. Well, sure enough, they did. And the thing is, is that everybody is having big sales. I don't know why, but everybody was having really big sales. So I have gone internet shopping crazy over the last week. I found the microbead pillows at Kohl's for two of them for 30 bucks. It was almost a two for one deal. No shipping and handling. And I expect them to come in the next day or so. I have a new Torrid account and they gave me tons of Torrid cash and I ordered a outfit, um, shirt, pants and trying a new bra and that came. Oh my goodness. I just love this internet shopping. We bought um, household items from Amazon. We're getting boxes every day. I finally have figured out what everybody's talking about. How exciting this is to go and get your mail and your packages what else did we buy? We bought um, things for the garage. We've bought household items. I've bought, oh, I couldn't believe it, two different things of Tula Pink's, two different orders from two different shops, one from Fat Quarter Shop and one from Missouri Star and Tula Pink's new line that's been um, very difficult to source online and my local quilt shop doesn't have it. It's her homemade line. I love Tula Pink. I love the colors. They're bright. I love her artwork and homemade is all about sewing machines, scissors, pins, everything notions for sewing. I was pretty excited. I have two packages arriving for that and I was just like, I just, I, I look at things and I can't help it. I'm like, what a great deal. Shipping and handling's free or it's only a couple bucks. Oh, did I accidentally push the buy now button? Yes, I did. And I'm really, really enjoying it. But to be honest, I'm going to have to get a grip on myself because, you know, you just can't keep buying things just because you see it and it's a good price. And yeah, well, I've been, I've, my justification with all of that is, you know, being frugal is that shipping and handling is, um, very little to free. You can't find most of these things in the store. And if you want them, you have to order them. And like, I need to order more thread because nobody in my town carries the superior thread that I like for long arming. And, you know, there are just things that they don't carry anymore. And the culture of shopping is turned to, we don't have it in the store, but we can certainly order it online. Well, that's the way it's going to be. I'm going to order it at the place that I can get the best deal for the exact same thing with zero to very little shipping and handling. So I've been, for the first time in my entire adult life, found the joy, the, <laughs> the whole frenzy of impulse buying on the internet. Because I can tell you what, it, it, I don't impulse buy much when I am out shopping in a physical store. I don't know, maybe the whole thing of um, ordering online isn't as real to me because I can go through a whole big quilt show and spend three days there and only spend like 50 bucks or less because I just don't see things that I can't live without. And that's the other part. I know exactly what I want. I don't normally deviate from that. So bought some clothes, bought some household goods, bought some 
cleaning products. Oh yes, I bought Norwex cloths too. So that's the first time I'm trying those. Understand e-cloths are similar and much cheaper. So I'm going to try these Norwex cloths. My friend had a party, so you know, I want to help her out. But at the same time, um, if I really get into that kind of thing, then I'm going to order the e-cloths because they are significantly cheaper. So what have I been quilting? Sewing wise, I haven't done a whole lot. I have done, let's see, I have done a couple of Dear Jane quilts and quilt blocks. They take a long time because the center of the most recent block, it was foundation paper pieced and it's about the size, uh, I don't know, inch and a half. And then you build it up around that center to a five inch block. I think I've completed um, two or three blocks since the last time I did a podcast and that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. The Dear Jane blocks are really take me a lot of intensive thinking and a lot of intensive concentration because they're so small. You don't want to rip them out 25 times because then you have to start all over. The pieces are so little and the seams get worn easy if you keep making a mistake over and over again and I sewed a I took a idea of a surgical cap plus a bohemian what we used to call babushkas back when my grandmas wore these caps to protect their hair and also to keep the hair out of your eyes because I have COVID hair going and no haircut and it's everywhere. So when I long arm and when I sew, I made, it's pretty much, uh, I took a fat quarter, maybe a little bit bigger and cut a big rectangle. It was like 12 by 22, 11 by 22. Cut the band is six inches by 22 and then a long strip and I made it into a, you know, it's one inch by 22 and I made a band. So I folded the six inch um, strip in half and then I folded it all over with like French seams. So you, all of your edges are not exposed. And I did the same for the large rectangle, except on the back long side of the rectangle, that's the back of the hat. I folded it over into a channel and threaded the string through it. You know, I folded over the other strip into it making like a little tiny strap for tying it because I don't have elastic and then I took the corners of the casing where the strip is and I gently tacked it to the upper corner of the of the band at the front it's a real really really simple cap and then you tuck the pleats down in and adjust it on your head. So if I were going to do this differently, if you wanted it to look way more fancy, you could, of course, embroider the band or applique or do something there. But I didn't cut it deep enough at 11 inches to give it a big surgical cap style or babushka style um, poof on there where you could shove all of your hair from the back up into it or have it come through like you would wear a baseball hat and you run your ponytail through where the strap comes around that channel you gather it up and tie it so I've been wearing that just because my hair flops in my face while I'm trying to long arm even though my hair isn't that long but it's long enough in the front where it's dangerous I mean I've like run over my 
stitches, got my hand too close. You know, I haven't, I've never sewed my finger, but dear, I do not want to do that. The other part is if my hair is in my face, it kind of triggers the vertigo when I'm moving with my hair flipping around. And I don't want to fall down with all of, you know, while I'm quilting a customer quilt, especially. So the babushka, I did one simple version. I may try it a little bit bigger with the big poofier pocket because now it feels kind of like a tight motorcycle style cap which is fine but if I want to get my hair up in it more like a surgical cap or a babushka where you have your hair through the ponytail then I'm going to make it a little poofier and bigger and then the gathers will be much more pronounced in the back because it's truly our beauticians are still closed and by the time they open, which I don't know when that will be, I'm sure it's going to take a month or more to get in. And my hair is a crazy mess. It's just a mess. It's so I'm putting the cap on it at home. So I've been working on getting out. I've been working on the garden as much as I can. I've moved all my succulents outside and I've been moving them from cold nights to running them into the garage to pulling them out a couple of times. They're my annuals that I'm trying to keep from them getting frosted. And I think we're so far so good. There's no frost in the forecast. Sewed a few Dear Jane blocks, two, maybe three over the last week and a half. And then the calls started coming in quilters have been sewing quilt tops during the lockdown. I have so many customer quilts in this house and three t-shirt quilt requests. So I finished, I just put the binding on the, the first t-shirt quilt. I have loaded another quilt on the frame for a customer and I'm just going to have to spend most of my time, which is the way I like it, long arming and then doing a little bit of sewing on the machine for the Dear Jane blocks and we have the hand sewing in the evening. So I laugh because it's like upstairs gets hot in the summer and of course binding a t-shirt quilt is hot. I usually get the most business in the hottest months so people must be you know normal winters they're hibernating and sewing and then in the spring they call me and then this year um, with the quarantine this spring I've got quite a few quilts and I laugh because I was like gonna like thinking I was never gonna long arm for a customer again like nine months ago because I didn't have very many calls and I think in the last six or seven months I've only done a handful of quilts for customers which was okay because then it got it gave me time to catch up on my quilts but now I'm like I only have like two of my quilt tops to do and I even have all of mine bound and finished except for one of the stack I know I just the stack now I'm down to just the two which I'm really grateful for and I'm really grateful for all of the customer quilts but then sometimes you go why is it feast or famine and why do these jobs that are hot come in the hottest months and I'm <laughs> in the hot room of the house with the fan blowing on me and I'm hand sewing bindings on a 90 degree day and thank goodness I have central air but the room still gets stuffy even with central air so 
That's been the phenomena of um, customer quilts and long arming. That seems to be the thing for the summer is I'll be doing lots of long arming and a little bit of sewing. And in the evening, I still have my hexi temperature quilt that I'm hand stitching. I even started doing more knitting on the cowl. Now, the cowl is long enough where it will connect once, but I have enough yarn. I think I'm going to make this more into an infinity scarf where you can wrap it around your neck twice. I like that look and I've got enough yarn. I have discovered a really fun video podcast that Kristen recommended and let me find the name. It's a mother-daughter podcast and you can listen to it, but they have video so you can check in. They do like a Zoom type of video podcast and they are in two different states and they have a business, uh, knit business, yarn business, and they meet every day. But once a week or twice a month, they do this hour to an hour and a half on a couple of them podcast and they talk about all the things the in their lives and they talk about their shop and patterns it's very fun it's like uh, conversations with a couple of your best friends you grab a cup of coffee or a tea and you sit down with your knitting and they're knitting while they're talking and it's great it's called legacy knits k-n-i-t-z podcast and i really am enjoying it i also enjoy it because sitting in the house after a while I mean I'm talking on my computer to people all day and I do have zoom meetings and skype meetings and all of that but you get it's been three months of not having much human voices talking and um, in the background outside of this little tiny surface that I have for work which is a it's a tiny laptop it's basically a ipad with a keyboard on it and so it's fun to pop that on. I do my work or maybe it's the end of the day and I've popped on their hour long podcast and it's running and I'm listening and I'm knitting and able to catch up with what they're doing. So it's a fun, sweet, homespun styled podcast. And it's about knitting, which is also motivates me to knit. The yarn in their shop is divine, hand dyed stuff, but I just don't have the skill set probably to purchase all of that expensive yarn and then make something. But the mom, can't remember her first name, she said there's a, a crochet along going with a pattern and it's circles and then the circle is made into a square and I'm like, oh my gosh, I love that because it must be a little bit about crochet too. And I'm thinking I may have to find that. It would be perfect for scraps, except I don't have any scrap yarn. And you would need to have like all one weight. But man, that was a fun thing too, because I like to crochet and I haven't crocheted in quite a long time. So Legacy Knits. It's really, really a fun homespun podcast. And it's super fun because it motivates me to knit more. And it gives me a reason to listen to something positive while I'm knitting. And that is about all I have been up to. It's been a super slow week. I, I just like, what am I going to talk about on today's podcast? I haven't done too much. Nothing too exciting. Well, every day is extraordinary 
anyway. I feel like I've done the same things twice every day this week. And so getting out of the house felt good. Um, I have gone rock hounding at least once and found quite a few Petoskey stones in Lake Michigan. That was last weekend. Um, Lake Michigan has been very, very windy and stormy. And then I had a day where it was not mild weather. It was stormy and windy. But um, for the few minutes I was on the beach, I picked some really nice Petoskey stones because the lake was really churned up and was pushing a lot of rocks up on the beach. And um, that has kept me busy and looking forward to another weekend. No idea what we're going to do this weekend, except I do know the ring doorbell is going to get installed because I'm tired of missing people at the door or not knowing who's there. It's got the little video camera on it. So I can finally feel like, you know, I've never had this many people come to my house except during lockdown and I can know who's there and not feel like I'm missing and not feel like, no, I'm missing people coming to the door. And besides with all these packages coming and all of the parcels and the mail and um, activity going on, I want to know who's out there. It, technology is fantastic. I love it so much. I may even put like a little camera on my bird bath for one day just to see what birds are using it because I see feathers and I've seen a robin on there, but I'm wondering what birds are using it. I know I'm becoming this really <laughs> crazy hermit at home doing all, all kinds of fun things, you know, things I would never have time to do otherwise, right? So what are you doing? Have you hit the wall? Um, we're still under a lot of restrictions here, but Michigan is opening back up. And I think most places have. We're probably one of the last states to have such restrictions. And um, we're still looking at casinos, um, beauty salons, nail salons, gyms, um, indoors. They're, they're saying you can work out outside with a gym six feet apart yeah who's going to do that on an 80 degree day and if you do more power to you because I would not do that and um, most other businesses are open with so social distancing and they are re really requesting um, masks they can't enforce it probably but um, people are not wearing masks as much as I thought they would, but they are in some circumstances. So overall, I feel like my life is getting back on track. I'm learning how to uh, re-enter into this world that's a little bit different than what it was three months ago. And I have found out a lot of interesting things about myself over this period of quarantine and reopening. And that I didn't think that getting back into the world would be so hard because I'm extremely comfortable at being and working from home. So tell me all the things you have been working on. I've got the long arming is going to keep me busy and so is the garden. Um, overall, I think that's a wrap for this week. And I just want to say that summer is going to be so lovely to be at home and get all of our projects done and get the gym set up. Um, I'm really excited. It's going to be my husband's project more than anything, but I do want to help him as much as I can because I think it's very, very cool that he's going to have that. Because, you know, just as an aside, you know, who knows what this winter is going to bring and he's going to be prepared 
have the gym set up, be training, because he wants to be back into Highland Games next year. And overall, if they shut the, the, the gyms down again, he will have his gym set up. And it'll take us several months to get all of this all set up. I haven't recorded a video for YouTube yet this week, but be on the lookout for that. And the last video I did was about making a t-shirt quilt. And you can also, my podcast is also on YouTube as an audio podcast. And some people find it easier to do than listening to a streaming audio podcast. So whichever format works best for you, I will see you there. Feel free to leave a comment. Let me know how you've been coping with getting back to the world, what projects you're on, and um, is your garden probably way further along than mine? We're at irises and lilacs right now, which seems a little late in the year. And you can leave a comment on the show notes, which is on mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. Feel free to buy me a virtual cup of coffee if you want to support the podcast. You can do that through a link on the blog that takes you to my Etsy shop. You can become a patron and support the podcast monthly. And there's a couple of fun things to look forward to for everybody on my Facebook group called My Creative Corner 3. We're going to do a sew along in July. That's a scrap buster sew along. I'm not going to reveal too many of the secrets and it will be a collaboration with another quilter. So it's going to be so much fun. And the biggest thing I want you to walk away from today's podcast is that we're all handling this differently and there is no right way, no wrong way to feel about how you've been feeling during this time of quarantine and during re-entry. And I'm just kind of poke fun at myself because I had no idea that I would find social anxiety as being a problem of getting back out into the real world. So I'm going to sign off. I'm going to get ready for my first Zoom meeting of the day for work. And I want to really, really send out the warm feelings that I have for my audience and just let you know how much I really appreciate you. I appreciate those who are uncomfortable in leaving a public comment these days of sending me an email. And you can send me an email at theholloway, H-O-L-L-O-W-A-Y, one, two, three, four, five at gmail.com. And I would love to hear about how things are going in your world. Be creative, continue to be safe, and quilt on, everyone. <laughs>